All right, guys, I have done it again. That's right, I screwed up. So, last week's episode, if y'all didn't notice it, was the same as two weeks ago. So, it would have been the episode in question, the episode about hunting alligators with Tony Howard, and then the episode in question. Yes, that's right, I published it twice. I screwed up. Um, I listened it to it today, just going through my podcast, and I was like, well, that sounds like familiar, so I thought maybe I was just that far behind on my own podcast, uh, in, that, in the library, you know, of course I subscribed to my own podcast, but this is the episode that was supposed to be published last week, for some reason it was screwed up, so instead of me just coming on today and saying, happy Labor Day week, I was taking the week off. Y'all will wind up getting a new episode this week. Stay tuned. Welcome to the B-Side Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Frank. And if you caught last week's podcast, we had a fishing podcast for the most part. Fisheries and wetland. Like yeah, it was kind fisheries of is, Yeah, fishing yeah. and fisheries. Well, this week we are gonna shift gears. You know that, and I mean, if you're doing that, that's wrong. But I've done it a few times while driving, uh, standard. But anyway, we're gonna switch gears and go into the opposite side of this outdoor thing, the hunting, because you know we're sitting August. It's that season. This 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 podcast will come out probably the second to last of the last week in August. So, uh, or, yeah, it, it should be like the 20-something of August that this podcast is coming out. Yeah. So, you're less than a month from teal season, a little over a month and a half from bow season. Yep. Um, I'm excited, bro. Dude, that's, that's all I can think about right now, <laughs> freaking bow season. I ain't gonna lie to you. It, Not you, that I don't want to go dude, teal. Not that I don't want to go teal. You know, I think this. Florida's already open for deer season. Well, dude. I mean, like Florida don't like their season closes for like three days. <laughs> like, <laughs> Florida is the only state where they have turkey season. I think you can that you can get a Florida Grand Slam, which is a turkey, deer, and hog. The Osceola turkey. Huh? Yeah, yeah. All within a couple of days. Like you can yeah. get a, you can get them all at one time. You know what doesn't make sense? Our turkey season in like March. It doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Uh, well, we we can touch on that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hunt the hunt <laughs> chickens, but we don't know. Yeah, so you know, let's start with teal season because that's be got, coming up fast. Uh, it's gonna be hot, I think. <laughs> oh, it's definitely gonna be warm, bro. Uh, unless be... we get like ten more cold fronts and like <laughs> sub zero well, we, we temperatures, go, we gotta go through fake fall first. Yeah, and we ain't even in like we got our first cold front. You know, we talked about it on the last podcast, and it's it's still hot. Like it's ninety degrees outside. I guarantee you right now. Oh, at least. At I least. mean, now this this that teal season where you hunt in your drawers. Yeah, yeah. You, know you go I mean? in shorts and a tank top. And you know? Crocs. Yeah, and Crocs. <laughs> um, you cut off you cut yeah. off camo shirt from when you didn't shoot a deer last year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got some KG uh, uh, camo that I bought and. You know, Bo was on the podcast. I love their camo. It's ripstop. It's real thin, and it was designed for. Uh, it, it's designed for the piney woods. It's not yeah. designed for here. And I was like, 
man, I'm thinking about wearing this, uh, like, teal one. It's, like, real lightweight, real thin. <laughs> Bring your waters and your Gatorades, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And thermocells. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, so, was it, was it, um, me and Chris last year went? Last season. Last yeah. season went with, uh, one of his buddies from work. I don't remember if I put, I did put a video out on that, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. Remember. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it, it turned, it went from being a teal hunt to a galanoo shoot. To a galanoo shoot, yeah. That's Which, for sure. I know I have a TikTok on it because it's probably my favorite TikTok I've ever put out. Was <laughs> um, A lot of people talked about us for water swatting and all, but it's like, look. Yeah, and it's, that's, that's one thing I'm going to get into on this is water swatting. That's one thing I'm going to get into on this. Look, I'm not going to judge anybody for taking anything by legal means. I'm not. That's that's a personal preference on how you want to shoot waterfowl, okay? Yeah. But I was watching I was watching the meat eater, and I mean, everybody could ride that dude's coattail. I get that. But what I'm saying is he hunts with a guy, and I forget what the dude's name is, but all he does, like he doesn't deer hunt and all that stuff with the meat eater. All he does is is winged hunting. That's it. Yeah. Uh, mostly upland birds, but he'll go duck hunting, you know, this and that. But all he does is winged hunting. And whether that bird's in a brush pile or in a bayou somewhere or a body of water, yeah. he will not shoot it until it's in flight. And I kind of have to respect that. Yeah. And look, I'm not – but you think about it. If you remember that teal I shot with – I mean, that not that teal, that uh, gala teal. The gala teal. <laughs> <laughs> that gala teal. That black wing teal. Yeah, that black, black wing teal. <laughs> can't shoot the black wing teal with the white face, though, there, teal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. It's got to have the red face. Yeah. But, um, so, if if you remember that one I shot with Junior's gun at the, on that hunt, that thing, that bird was like 60 yards away. Well, yeah, he's got the freaking... <laughs> 28-inch barrel with a uh, extended full yeah. three-and-a-half inch. Yeah. Uh, it was three-and-a-half yeah, three inch. inch. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, aim, aim. Aim high, at, Willis. <laughs> aim, aim with the barrel at the duck yeah, head. Yeah, <laughs> And like, I, I shot I tell you it. what, dude, we went to Venice last season. And uh, same thing, they had some poodoo, uh, I mean, far, far out. But he was looking, I'm looking at poodoo 30 yards away. Yeah. 35 tops. And I'm like, Junior, shoot them freaking poodoo, man. Man, I can't shoot that far. I'm like, son, are you kidding me? <laughs> and he's like, dude, that's way out. That's at least 60 yards. I was like, 60 yards? Are we blind? I'm like, brother, right there. I'm like, brother, just shoot him. I, I, so he throws his gun up. I'm looking at him. I'm like, what the hell is he shooting at? I didn't see behind his shoulder. There was more 60 yards out. <laughs> so, dude, he put him down. Bow. Look, smokes him. I'm like, wait, what are you shooting? <laughs> I'm like, bro, he laid him out. I'm like, Julian, you ain't see them three right there? Oh. I said, bro. But no, that gun can reach out. He's yeah. got the, he's got yeah. the Versamax. Which, which, unfortunately, bro, Remington went out, bro. I, I hate to see that go. Yeah. So I still have my 870. But I have mine still, but that's, that's going to be... Uh, squirrel, rabbit. Yeah. You know, maybe some dove. I'm not taking that in the bayou anymore. No. My dad gave me that gun when I was 12. He's no longer with us. So that's more of a, 
a sentimental piece. I'd rather mess up my my new Beretta than that gun. Yeah, honestly, but that's yeah. just my and, and you, know, you know. So you got when you got the Beretta? Was it last season or? It was last season. Last dude. season. It was mid year last year. I had got it out. That was the that was the day me you and Josh went out and um, we shot what two cases. Oh yeah, and still yeah. had clays left over. Yeah, <laughs> bro. So that was bad, guys. If y'all are just now getting out shooting clays, you're late. Yeah, you're late. You should have been shooting clays because uh, teal seasons in what two weeks? Some two, three weeks, something like By that. By the time this comes <laughs> yeah. out, yeah, two, three weeks. Middle of September is when that's coming out. But I'll be honest, man, I'm excited for that last teal opener. Uh, I know a lot of guys that did really well. I mean, yeah. really well in places that you don't typically do good in. So, like, for instance, my buddy's like got... South, a, uh, I, I can say the management area because it's so large, but like Salvador, I think they did good. I'm like, they never have birds. They never have birds. You shoot Galadu and Pudu. That's what you go for. That's what you know. That's what you go for. But, I mean, your typical areas did well. Obviously, yeah. you know, Venice is huge. It's, there's a million places down there to go. Um, but places like... Uh, you know, Lafitte. Lafitte yeah. is hella good. Uh, friggin' Myrtle Grove. Yeah. There's guys with leases in Myrtle Grove where they did really well. Further, basically, what I'm getting at is further up front, uh, people were, were shooting limits of teal. And you haven't heard about that in many years. So, uh, like on our but, last podcast, we're talking about the Low River, things of that. So, I don't know if that helps or um, if that hinders. But so, I think I, what's going what's gonna to hurt... So... Arkansas, that area's had some rain, you know. Uh, yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky's uh, parts of Kentucky's flooded right now. Yeah, um, yeah not which, in the city, but a lot of uh, yeah. some guys I know with, with property up there, uh, they're having yeah. flooding. It hasn't right it hasn't made the way down here yet. Yeah, it will eventually. Yeah, um, because that's one of the thirty one states that the river drains. But now I'll tell you this, dude. But last year, if you remember, the Midwest was dry. Yeah, they had hardly no rain. Well, you have that rain this year. So they have what they call potholes in that area that is literally, it's a pond that's a seasonal pond. If they have a lot of potholes, our ducks don't come down as far. Well, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues holding yeah. the birds. Oh, up. yeah, we're not going to get into that because there, there's organizations that I think do great conservation work. But they're there to help people with more money in northern states. Well, we don't have to get into all yeah. that. But what, what I'm saying is just over the years, uh, things have changed for sure um, with rules and what you can and can't hunt. That just stops the birds from coming down. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, you're still going to have your same guys going out regardless. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I'll give up. Oh, oh you, think, you think like, I bo- look, we haven't had a great duck season since I was a kid. What did I go by last, uh, at the end of last duck season? Oh, yeah. Rocky <laughs> exactly. Infinity. I'll be honest, man. You say we haven't had a great duck season, you know, two seasons ago, man. My, my first trip down to Venice, which uh, we have a video on that, on YouTube. Yeah. But we did great. Now, the video quality wasn't that awesome. It was a, a five-day five hunt wrapped in about five minutes of video. Yeah. But that was that was due to... That was on my part. Poor video, because we shot plenty. I mean, plenty birds, dude. And, and you the know, P, and, the, and the guys that went before us that uh, my buddy knows, 
they limits, you know, every yeah. day limits. So it, but that's a great a, duck. That's a great season to me. Vin, so I think what the ducks like to do is they they're flying, obviously, you know. So they they find something that they can follow, whether it be like let's say a tree line in the Midwest or you a know? river. Or a river. Yeah. Well, if a duck picks that river up in Arkansas, he can fly that river all the way to the mouth, you know? Yeah. So I think the ducks try to stay close to the river. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Now, I wish you could hunt in a river. Because, dude, I, you know how many dogri you could kill by the... Uh, that'd be, yeah, it'd be hard to hunt. But, yeah, I, dude, you know what's crazy? I had that talk... Yeah, what's today? Wednesday? Uh, yeah. Tuesday morning, I had that talk at work about hunting the river, uh, especially for teal. Dude, hunting across the river, close to the river, uh, every season, smacking them. I mean, just smack, yeah. folding them, bro. So, but I mean, look, it is where it is. Find an area you can hunt, you know, and then that's, I, and look, we, you know, we've talked about this in other podcasts. Stretch out to your WMAs up in North Louisiana. Oh, yeah. There is thousands upon thousands of acres tens of thousands of acres hundreds of thousands of acres of great wmas on any kind of flyway you want <laughs> you know you can go out you can go out west towards texas great duck hunting gate on and all that great duck hunting. Yeah. There's plenty of wmas out there so there's birds you literally just have to go find them. like that hunt we made that turned into the uh the uh when we went out and just shot yeah the, uh, the yeah I mean, look, that was supposed to be a teal. teal. That was supposed <laughs> to be a teal day. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna hunt hunt areas you know has birds, Venice is one of them. Yeah. Okay. And. Well, they had reports of birds, like, good teal in that area. And, I mean, unless they were shooting a bunch of black wings, you know. Yeah. Well, we no, didn't no, see no teal. <laughs> well, and that's. That, I think that goes with the time, man, because. The week before we went, the yeah. week before we went, my partner went out with uh, two of his partners, I think, and they just absolutely annihilated him. But, and that was opening weekend of teal. Yeah, and I think, and that's the part of it, too, you got to remember, is that these ducks are migrating. Well, oh, they move for sure. It's, it's, it, dude, sometimes it's even hard to find them in Venice, and that's, yeah. like, that's the, the oasis. Well, you know, that's, the, that's where they go. Dude, we've been in, like, September offshore fishing. And you hear, you know how you yeah. hear the wings whistling? Yeah. You're like, where the hell is that coming from? And they'll be 30 feet off the water. They'll have a gang of teal just flying across the gulf. Yeah. And you're like, 70 miles from, you know, anything. anything. <laughs> and what they're doing is they're, they stop in Venice. They make that, um, they make that pit stop there. And then they, they eat, they feed. And then they're up and flying again. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and they make that three hundred something mile, four hundred mile journey across the Gulf to go to Mexico. Yeah. Um. But dude, last year was rough, even in, in Venice, man. I mean, I'm not saying people didn't shoot birds. I'm just saying you had to go to further lengths to to get in a spot to shoot birds. Yeah. Because that water was so low, bro. I've got pictures. I think I sent them to you. I don't know if you put them on the page or not. Uh, I don't know. But I've got pictures. You riding down a bayou, and, I mean, the mud bank is essentially over the boat, over the side of the boat. Yeah. Oh. I we mean, went, you, we you went, just saw so, mud flats everywhere. So, 
And that, what that March did, of last year, me and Vinny went hunting the neutral rodeo with uh, his buddy Josh. Yeah. And, like, you you run down these little trenosses, and it's like, man, this water is low. And it's like, you, like you said, you look at it, and you're like, well, damn, the bank is, like, two feet higher than yeah. Well, what that water. did what that did for the birds last season was... It condensed them, or... Yeah. But, well, the issue was... So you'd be running down whatever water you could get down because there was a lot of runoff coming out of these ponds. And what's crazy is it it, it damn near looked like it was rolling downhill. Yeah. It, essentially it was because the water was that low. But what you would see is this canal that normally you'd be able to get up into, this this pond was holding water, but it was slowly draining it out. You're not getting that pond because in between you and that pond is probably – 50, 60 yards of mud flat, and I'm not talking, you know, flat even with the water. I'm talking flat two feet higher than the water yeah. level. But Like normally your water hangs out yeah, over it. The issue with that was that's where all the birds were. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I'm looking at flocks. I'm not saying there wasn't birds. I'm just saying I'm sitting here looking at flocks of birds, and it's, you know, they're two, three hundred yards over, and it's on my mind, bro. What you know? What are we gonna do? Yeah, you just gotta pick them apart and figure it out. And the, the biggest thing to do in that point was is run, just run, bro. Go find them. Yeah, you know you, you might have to work a little harder, but they they were there. It was just harder to get to because of the water level, which I'm afraid that's an issue we're gonna run into again this year. Because yeah. teal's uh, two weeks out when this drops, and then when is big duck? Uh, November something, huh? Yeah, November. So you know what's crazy? I didn't realize. So the federal, so ducks and water, well, any waterfowl is a federally, any migratory bird. Yeah, federally mandated. Federally mandated bird. So what I think is crazy is you know how remember how we used to only have two splits of duck season? Yeah, yeah what is that? Three now? Huh? It's three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the federal government doesn't tell you when you have to start your season. Doesn't tell you when you have to stop it. But obviously, you're not going to have a December. I mean, uh. uh a June season for ducks. Oh, well, yeah. Because there's no ducks. I mean, we have ducks, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's resident ducks. Yeah. Because we got some uh, French ducks and wood ducks that stay. But anyway, they say, okay, you can have, um, I don't remember the amount of days. I think it's 45 days of duck season. I'm not sure. Whatever. If you look at your time, it says you can have 45 days of duck season. You can split it up however you want. Well, that was one thing that Wild Fisheries did was they put that later split so that because a lot of times we don't have ducks until later in the season. No, no, I remember. Like I would almost rather like a February season for ducks sometimes. Right, right. Than, but but what's that going to do to your uh, to your breeding grounds and all that? You know. Well, they, they don't breed here. They go, they go up there in the summer and breed, and then like yeah but I, th- I feel like a majority of birds are coming down after the season's over. Yeah. So if the majority is coming down and they're getting all shot up. Now, you know. One thing I found was pretty cool that Ducks Unlimited I saw. They talked about the um the rain in Canada and the amount of ducks that Louisiana has are correlated together. What? (laughs) It it sounds crazy. So the year that the ducks have more area, more habitat in Canada to breed. 
because they're they're in the they're a pothole region, right? Yeah. So that you don't always have um duck like you don't always have ponds, but they'll have ponds. So the more rain they get, the more habitat ducks have to lay eggs. The higher the ducks that make it down to Louisiana, right? But we're getting all the scraps. Like by the time a bird gets to Louisiana. That bird's done seed everything you can throw at it. Oh yeah, he's been shot up. <laughs> so, dude, when I when I first started hunting in Venice with my buddy from work, you know, he's throwing, uh, you know, three dozen decoys, five mojos, you know, all this crazy. Yeah. And uh, my other partner from work, he hunts a different part. But anyways, um, he was like, dude, the the first day we got out there, we made it even, and um. He was, and we threw all this extravagant stuff out there. The next morning, we made that hunt. We threw less than half of that out, less than half of the decoys out, and we were seeing more birds. Yeah, all these guys throw, you know, the V pattern, the Z pattern, all these other patterns. Which look, if that works for you, run it. I'm just saying, you know, we threw less decoys out early. This was in a. Uh, the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's earlier That's season. earlier season, and we're throwing less decoys out, and we're seeing more birds. And, I mean, they were coming into the decoys. It wasn't like they were just doing pass-bys. They were coming in. Yeah. You, you know, and I've hunted, like, oh, my God, I got, I guarantee you I got four or five dozen decoys. Yeah. But a part of that is I'll have a dozen wood duck decoys you know right. a dozen of this decoys and it's different decoys because at different times you throw them different you know right and like when i wood duck hunt there's times i might throw three decoys in a hole and that's just because wood duck hunting you don't need a lot you know no, a lot no. of times you find ponds that they're or holes they're coming in anyway um now i hunted a ring levee that the pond I had was probably twice the size of your backyard. Yeah. And I would throw, obviously I would cluster on the side. I am. Right. But I never forget, um, I'd taken a picture of the setup, and it was clustered on my side. And somebody's like, oh, which direction was the wind coming from? I was like, oh, we don't care about that. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, ducks land into the wind. I said, no, they don't. Not all the time. In that pond... The only way the ducks could get in was to come in a certain direction. So your wind could be blowing to their back, and they're still landing in that pond. Yeah. And that's just a part of scouting, right? Well, some, people, some people play the wind. I, I'd rather play the sun than the wind, bro. Because I'll be honest, like a if you, hunt, I don't want it in my face. If you can't see the ducks, you can't shoot them Exactly. And, and especially in the early, I know two years ago, last season wasn't bad. In November, but two two seasons ago in November, dude, it was horrible. I mean, it was hot. Yeah, it was hot, dude. Oh, so um, definitely don't want that beaming on you in the evenings. But um, no, I mean, like I said, bro, throw what you throw, throw what you like to throw, go with what you know that works, and that's fine. I'm just for the sake of you know people listening, you know, I find that early season, uh, and this is just my experience, early season less decoys. And later season, believe it or not, later season, start throwing out, you know, the uh, start throwing a little seasoning on it. You know, put put out your mojos, put out your your spitters and all that, and um, 
that that tends to work you, you for know, me in Venice. The, I mean, everybody does everything there. What I'm laughing at though is there's guys that only hunt the beach. Yeah, in Venice, that's all they'll hunt. They won't hunt a pond. Yeah, and they they have great results. Yeah, you know. Um, but every time I've hunted, I like to call it the the chunk pattern. You know. Yeah, you just chunk them out there. You just like I mean, we we did that with Junior and uh, Joyce. Yeah, Was it Joyce. What um, am I? I don't know. I, so what's weird is like Barapaw Joyce and is it Sandy Hook? Is that the? There's a third one. No, Morapaw. Morapaw. More? No, it's Morapaw. Manchac. 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 And Joyce. Yeah. They're like if Joyce you don't know small, what bro. if you don't know what management area you're on. <laughs> like there's ways that you could be on a management area, yeah, yeah, and be on the wrong management. I don't know area. why they. I don't know like, why they don't just yeah. bring those three together. Like Richard and, K. Well, Richard K. Used to be Red River, Old River, Three Rivers. Yeah. Now it's just seventy thousand acres but, of Richard K. And and I think what happened there was probably like a. But yeah, because like, uh, Manshack is basically a pond. Like, yeah, it ain't much more than a pond much to it, bro. off of Lake Pontchartrain. Um, and then Joyce, I'm Joyce is the, pretty much like it's a piece of land, like yeah, it's, it's like an small. island. It's small. Um, so and it, I guarantee they got AIDS in that somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah, uh, that's how it goes, bro. So I like to start checking out more, Paul. Man, more Paul is a lot bigger. I found than you think. Oh, dude. So, um, and not just for duck hunting yeah. purposes, just you know, because well, there's a like, lot of wooded area in Mark, yeah, like over over on the side, uh, coming like, off I 10, yeah, on the, so uh, off on of the, airline on the west side Dude, of I 10, airline, oh, yeah, they yeah. got, I mean, me and so if you listen to the podcast, a chicken tender at iCast, me and Vinny's driving down airline and we're driving through Marpa, and he's like. Oh, what's this? I wish I could hunt that. I was like, you can. You can, yeah. Like, you can hunt that if you want to hunt it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, we can launch your boat, too, in a little bit and run down this canal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so we don't have to paddle it. Right. Um, But in the I, areas I would be able to access by foot would be a wood duck area. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be able to, I don't think, do that duck hunting area. But... um. I definitely want to look into that. I also want to start trapping them, and I'm going to get on the neutral program for them because it's three WMAs or four WMAs in the state that you're allowed to be on the neutral program for. Okay. It's um, so we'll talk a little bit about that because it's coming up too. Uh, the neutral control program is a federally funded program that is oriented through the state of Louisiana, and it's to reduce the numbers of nutria in the state. Yeah, which is needed. Which is needed. Um, and they buy them. I think it's $6 a tail they're giving now. Really? Yeah. God bless. Yeah, and then you can get almost a dollar a hide for a green Nutra hide now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, we're about to be making some money. About $7. $7 a Nutra, right? <laughs> um, Sign me up. Yeah, but so I'm going to start trapping Marapaw this year, and I'm going to get a Nutra program. But I'm also going to do Joyce. Uh, well, look, while you're trapping more, Paul, do some scouting for me. For yeah, some, yeah, some white no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but that, that, that was the plan. Like, I can go in during trapping season 
wander around this property, know I'll be successful with it, yeah, or semi-successful, and then, um, but, uh, yeah. So, and then the neutral control program is because I want to try to convince Vinny to go back towards that area and go where we that big pond we hunted last year. Yeah, uh, which I guess. We could probably talk about it because everybody, if you, everybody that's seen that video, yeah, and heard us talking about push pulling through the pond. Yeah, they know where, yeah. what's going yeah. on with that. Yeah, they have a uh, no motor clause in that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, which, which honestly, the guys that that uh, hunted the edge of it, remember them guys? They showed oh, like right at daylight. Yeah. <laughs> so we sit there, and I mean, we I think we left here at three thirty, huh? Yeah. It was like, it's like, dude, it's dark. We have all our decoys out, you know. We're up against the bank. We're sitting there, and it's still, I mean, all our decoys are out. We're sitting there. We're eating uh, Little Debbie Christmas trees. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was Christmas trees. I don't think they had her out yet. Yeah, but, no, the Christmas uh, trees wasn't dropped yet. It, it, was, it was, but we were eating Little Debbie, whatever they were. Uh-huh. Um, if they were Christmas trees, good Lord, and they'll tell how long they've been in that boat. You know he puts them in the freezer now, right, and save them? Oh, does he? Yeah. So he'll have them year-round? Uh-huh. All right, so, uh, but we're sitting there, we're eating little Debbies, you know, and it's it's getting to that time that you're like, you can start seeing the sun come over the horizon, and we hear, Bruh! <laughs> <laughs> and like, we're like, what the hell? Well, and we see a spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, dude. So, Ugh, our I'm, first I'm... thought, remember our first thought was like, maybe that's why fisheries, and they're coming to see if anybody's back here, yeah. you know? This dude, they come, they shut down, and you hear, like, I mean, you hear, bah, 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 and they left. I mean, they weren't there very long. They yeah, might have no. been there for a couple hours, I mean, like an hour or two hours. But it's like prime time. <laughs> they're like, Bruh. I'm like, you know, so look, last, last bow season, I, I fell, not, not victim to that. I, I was the, uh, the aggressor on that one. So I'm hunting this new WMA, and I know one spot. I know one spot. That's all I know. Okay, and it's the only spot I'm hunting. I didn't do. I wasn't able to get out and do any kind of scouting. I've got one friggin' pin, and that's all I got. And that was the only plan to hunt that weekend was this one pin. That's all I'm gonna stick with. And I ended up seeing, couldn't get a shot off because of vines and other issues. But uh, that's bow hunting. But uh, ended up seeing some deer. Great little spot, you know, but the day before bow season opened up, <coughs> I went and took a ride over there. I've never laid eyes on this spot. So I'm like, let me at least go walk in. If I if I jump something, I'm going to just back out. And yeah. that's what ended up happening. But I'm like, man, it looks very promising for a ground blind bow hunter like myself. So I'm like, man, I'm excited. I'm pumped up, you know, uh, can't wait to get in there the next morning. Well... My plan wasn't to sit and hunt. My plan was to do kind of like, you know, just stalk. Yeah. So I waited a little bit later than, than I typically would to start walking in because what's the point of stalking in the dark? Yeah. yeah. So I'm walking through a little bit later. Not I'm not talking daylight. I'm talking maybe gray light, a little bit before gray light. I start my walk in because I want to start stalking, you know, three, 400 yards off the roadway is when I want to start my hunt. Yeah. So I'm walking, I get in there, probably about two or three hundred yards, maybe not even that far. Dude starts hitting me with the flashlight. 
And I'm like, oh, bruh. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy that just busts you up. Yeah. You know, that's, if you can, legally you can, it's public land, but Hunter's etiquette's like, all right, dude, don't be that guy. Well, unfortunately, I was that guy. I didn't know what to do. I was 200 yards away from my truck, and yeah. I had another, you know, half a mile walk that I, that I had to get to. So he flashes me, and I stopped. I turned my headlamp off. I'm like, what do I do? I, I, I'm not going to see nothing. I'm, I could damn near see my truck. I'm like, I got, I got to walk past this guy. So I ended up, I start walking again. He flashes me, flashes me, and I walk up to him. And this is, I felt like, I felt like a chill, but I really did. I felt like a bad guy. And I, I'm whispering, I'm like, look, dude, I am sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do this to people. I don't, like, I'm not that guy if I see, but I didn't see a four-wheeler, a truck. No, I didn't even know he was back there. Yeah. And I said, I don't mean to blow you up. The only spot I have is, like, a half a mile this direction. I won't even be nowhere near you. You know, he's like, oh, man. And he was cool about it. I thought he was about to be F you and yeah. mother F for me till, till next season. He's like, oh, that's cool, man. I just want to let you know I was here. I was like, dude, I'm sorry for blowing you up like this. I just, I have to move past you. He's like, oh, that's no problem, man. That's no problem. Well, I walk and I'm doing I probably put in two miles, three miles at hunt. So, and I'm walking back and I see a guy coming towards me. And I'm like, the hell is this? You know, it was him. And uh, he's like, hey, man, you had any luck? I was like, dude, I didn't, I didn't have nothing, man. He's like, all right. Um, I was like, look, I, w- I want to apologize again for blowing your spot up like that. I just, this is my first time here. I don't have any other ideas of where to go other than this one spot. And he's like, oh, man, it ain't no problem. He was a nice guy. He's like, man, it ain't no problem. Um, where are you going to be hunting the rest of the time? I said, bro, I'm literally just going to be. The same spot you yeah. saw me this morning, I'm going to be blowing past there. I said, are you coming back this evening? He was like, no, no, no. I was just checking new areas out and this and that. I said, um, I said, well, if you're coming back, let me know. I'll just get out earlier and pass you earlier in the morning. That way I'm not here. He's like, no, man, there ain't no problem at all. So it ended up being a, a decent interaction, but I still feel like, you know, get out there early and try <laughs> to have respect for other people, bro. Yeah. It is public land. You can move publicly, that's fine, but you don't want to do that because you don't want it done to you. Yes. And that's and honestly, that was the one time I've ever done that in my life. If I see a truck, a bike, or just any sign that somebody's in this area, I'm I'm blowing past them. I'm moving. I'm moving down because you know you hunt an area. You got thirty thousand acres, man. There's no excuse. Oh yeah. So so you say that. She's playing with him just as much as the tail, bro. Oh, the tail's right in the zone. Um, so you say that, and uh, I had a buddy of mine was telling a story. He says he went to public land, similar situation, right? Never been there before. His partner was like, Look, I'm gonna drop you off, tell you where to walk, you know, I'm gonna drop you a pin, yeah, go climb in a tree. He's like, And he described the tree to climb into, Jesus, uh, or he might have had a stand in it or whatever. Well, well, this was a similar situation. Somebody yeah. had dropped me a pin. Yeah. One and, pin, one spot, and that's yeah. all I had. So, I felt so bad. My, my buddy, like, he said that we take the boat down the river, you know. Like, yeah. He says, we take like two miles down the river, and I get out, and I'm walking like quarter of a mile in, climb up in the tree, and he says, I'll tell you one thing, though. I felt bad for that dog. You had that duck blood behind me. Oh. <laughs> 
he said they were yelling and hollering at the dog. And he's like, I rode in with somebody on a boat. I know yeah. it's time I got to beat him at the river. Right. I might as well just sit here. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it was. And I mean, honestly, bro, where I was at, like the point that I wanted to make it to, was nowhere near this guy. I literally just had to get past him to get to that point. Yeah. But you still don't want to do that. No. You, you know, you, you don't want to blow. Dude, there's nothing like I've never had, other than uh, my buddy from work, at least, I've never had private lands other than uh, Matt, which even Matt's area is now is private. Up. Yeah. You know, everybody's walking down there. A lease, which is nice. Everybody knows where you're at, so they're, you know, purposefully not going back there. But I, I've, I've always hunted public land, and there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy it, you know, figuring out new spots, new techniques. You, you learn a lot. But there's nothing like being the first truck in the parking lot, okay? So you're up early. You know, you're doing your due diligence. You're walking out or riding out and walking out. Just to have a guy at prime time shooting light come 60 yards in front of you. You know, at least when I walk past this dude, bro, it's still dark. Yeah. I, so, I could say that, I guess, to justify it. But still, I mean, dude, I'm talking like 7 o'clock in the morning. And all I see is just orange 60 yards in front of me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Walking the deer trail that you were hunting. Like. And this was a dead-end trail. Yeah. So you can't go anymore. So you obviously saw my four-wheeler right there. Do back and when I say this trail, okay, at a cruising speed of about fifteen. Yeah. It took you twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of riding, of of running, bro. I mean of running. Yeah. To get here. So there was plenty acreage that you could have hunted before you got to me. Plenty. Oh yeah. And and, and you know, and it's like it's public land and that's that's I, what it is. But what's crazy? My brother though, calls them mullet heads. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what's crazy though is people are always like, "Oh, there's so many people on this WMA. There's so many this. There's so many that." Yeah, but do you know how many acres of that yeah. WMA you're not even going to look at? Yeah. So you're gonna sit there and tell me seventy thousand acres? You can't find a place with no people. So, but what I'm gonna say about that is like, like uh, Salvador or any of your WMAs down south where you duck hunt. You have better duck hunting on the weekends. Everybody's like, oh, there's all these people. But that you, helps you. But you can't duck. This is the thing. You can't duck hunt and think you're going to be out by 9 o'clock. You wanna, you're going to start shooting ducks at 9, 30, 10 because yeah, all the other people that are going to yeah, be out by yeah. 9 o'clock are going to push them birds. Right. Um, and, and deer are a little bit different because they'll hop. Yeah, they they're not jumping up and flying and going to look for a safe spot. Right. They're they're gonna crouch down, but you know, people moving is not always a bad thing. It's not. It's not always. It's just disheartening that you put in this time uh, yeah. and you walk this area and you're like, all right, I got my spot, and it's not your spot. It's everybody's spot, but it's it's still aggravating, bro. But I mean, you know, talking about public land hunting, you know, uh, we opened up with teal season coming up. It's gonna be a hot one. And then uh, shortly followed by, uh, well, I guess not so shortly, but followed by big duck season. But October 1st opens up bow season down here. And that's, dude, I've been excited for bow season since the last season. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's definitely something uh, me and my buddy have been talking about, just coming up with game plans. Um, we're going to be doing some scouting, actually, uh, the first week of September. So I'm excited about that, get out there, put some miles in. So this way, I won't have one pin in one spot <laughs> this year. Yeah. You know, I'll be looking for, um, you know, food. There's plenty of water, so there's no sense in looking for water. But I'll be looking for food. Yeah. Bedding areas, things of that sort. And, and you uh, know, when it comes to deer hunting, you get all this stuff, like all this literature about deer hunting in the country, right? And it's like, look for a water source. And I'm on, and I'm sitting there. I'm going to use Matt's property for example. Be like, you could fall into a water source. There's a there's a hundred miles of swamp. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, like, what do you mean a water source? The, they're the, walking through their water source. Right, they're walking through the water. Like, <laughs> so, but like, so like swamp hunting. Down here, you know, or even hunting anywhere, really, we have we have such a wet climate that you're more looking for your dry. You're looking for dry. Yeah, you're looking for Ridges. acorns or yeah. a- acorns, not acorns. Am I old acorns? And them acorns. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're looking for acorns, you know. Yeah. You're looking for uh, any, you know, stuff, food, basically. Yeah, food. Um, and food, high ridges. You know, briars, bro. Oh my Dude. god! You know how long it took me to realize, bro? Deer like the thickest, briars? nastiest stuff that you don't want to go in is where you're gonna find your deer. Oh yeah! Like it took so, me probably two seasons. I'm like, so okay, what am I doing wrong? Deer like to because when I start walking in woods, I'm like, oh man, this is a a pretty open patch of woods. Just because you're surrounded by a thousand acres and nobody else is around you, doesn't mean they're going to come through that clearing. Yeah, unless you have oak trees in there. You know. Well, bro, the entire forest was oak trees. Oh, well, in that part. They're, uh, they're looking for the briars, bro. They're looking for the yeah. patches you don't want to fool so, with. Took me a while to figure that and out. And a lot of that, too, is that um, when the briars grow up, you know, if if you have, have you ever gotten in like the middle of a briar patch, like a big briar patch? Unfortunately, yes. I had to uh, walk through them because I got lost. <laughs> but you know how, like, when you get down, it clears open the way you can yeah, see because yeah. all the leaves are dead, and you just, yeah. have, I mean, granted, you got briars in there that are that you could stab through your hand, but <laughs> you know, it looks like a tree trunk yeah. briar. But um, they like they they like the fresh bry, like when it starts growing in the spring. Yeah, they like to nip that. So they like well, not only that they'll get they'll, they'll get in berries, there they'll yeah. get in there and they'll lay down yeah and so, they can see but you can't see them yeah they, they that's I I jumped a doe like that because uh I don't know if it ever ever happened to you hunting an area have you ever hunted uh public lands deer hunting luckily or unfor well I don't know if it's luckily or unfortunately I guess fortunately. I've been fortunate enough in my life. Yeah, okay, I see where you're going. To, uh, but, uh, so I, I like to I like to call myself like I like to deer hunt, and I laugh because I'm the type of guy that the clubs I've hunted on and stuff. Like, I'm the type of person that I like to hunt. A, if it's raining, if it's nasty, I will hunt a box day. Well, what I was getting at was, have you ever been in a position where you were in an area? Tree stand, box stand, whatever it is, you were hunting in a spot and you weren't confident about that spot. Oh, definitely, it so happened. That was the case I was having, man. I had a setup. I put a, a ladder stand up in this area, and I just, I just had a feeling that I just wasn't 
Uh, I just wasn't going to see anything. I, I wasn't confident in that area. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go stop. You know what? I'll go walk around and see what I can do. So I start walking, and I come up on this on this briar patch on this thicket, and the trail ran, I mean, directly through the middle of it. I'm coming up on this trail, wind in my face, and I hear rustling in the bushes. I'm thinking a hog, immediately a hog. Yeah, because that's you know that's hog city over there. So I'm like, oh well, let me wait. The wind's in my face. There was no other movement. What that was was a nice doe. And she had stood up out of her bed. Well, me, not being patient, I'm like, let me just ease up and see. Well, she took out. And I feel like, you know, deer are curious. Yeah. I feel like if I'd have just sat where I was, just stayed where I was at, she would have popped out and possibly given me a shot opportunity. You, you know, you say about deer, like, and just because they hear something doesn't mean it's going to make them run. They might try to, you know, hop. But they're gonna they look might ju- they they might jump up. Yeah. But like I've seen it. Um, well, I saw her. She I didn't see her, but yeah. that's exactly what happened. She jumps up. You know, she. I mean, I couldn't see her. Probably looking in my direction. And if you had wind to your face, she's not smelling you. She ain't smelling me. She, she ain't running off. Yeah. She ran off when she saw me. Yeah. When she saw me move, because she could see underneath that briar patch, you know, something coming her way. So. Um, I was, I'm going to use an example. And even if they smell you, they don't always run off. Cause you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't uh, know so about that. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I had a, I had a doe underneath my, I mean, within 15 yards of my stand. Yeah. And the wind kind of swirled, right? And it was just enough for her to catch a quick wolf up. me. Yeah. Well, I was getting my rifle ready and she looked up in the tree I'm at. And I froze. And she stared. And stared. (laughs) And stared. And she would stomp her hoof. And blow at it. And stomp and blow. And I mean, she did that for, like, so where I was hunting was a shooting lane that was like 30 yards from the barn by. But, like, you had to go down a long trail to get there. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you took a, like, if you could walk a straight line, it was like 35 yards behind the barn. Yeah. (laughs) But she sat there. She blew. And. Then bumped her foot and and I and I just thought, I knew she was gonna blow out of there and I just froze. I was like, I don't know, like what is she gonna do? And what she was doing was trying to get me to move. Yeah, because bucks will do the same thing. They'll see movement in the trees. They do. I mean, they see squirrels, squirrels, they see, birds. You know, wind moving branches. Yeah. Around. I mean, but if it's if it's not the whole bush is moving, you know, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. But like, if she just happened to catch a glimpse, glimpse of it, she might have been like, "What is that?" Right. Let me do this, and nothing moved. Right. You know. So. Did you get a shot? Um. Actually, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I shot her, or I shot one of them. Yeah. She came out. Did all of that for like 15 minutes. Turned to walk down the food plot. And then four more popped out. And they were they were younger deer, obviously. Because yeah. they had no clue what was going on. Right. They just knew mama froze. And that... That mama froze. And I'm going to stay in the tree line. Right. Um, and... At the time, I was like, I'm not going to shoot a doe. I really don't have a reason to shoot a doe, you know. Right. We were only allowed to shoot one doe. 
and they wanted harvest of older does on the property. And I was like, ah, she looks like she's about two and a half, three years old. Like, she's two and a half to three and a half years old. Right. So I was going to let them walk, her and her little family of them. And, um, dude, I, I felt my stomach. It went, and I was like, oh. And it's like 30 minutes before, like, dark. Yeah. Like, it's 30 minutes before sunset. Right. So I still got another hour in the stand. Like, oh, I don't know if this is going to happen. And, and like, and these deer are just feeding up and down this yeah. plot. <laughs> and I said, well, look, if that big doe, I'm, I put my rifle on the stand, braced it. I said, if that big doe turns broadside, the only way I'm taking a shot is if she's broadside to me and stops. Right. Well, she turned broadside, stopped, and I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I like how the deciding factor was your bowel movement. Oh, no, it was. Like, I, the thing was, if I'm going to spook the deer off, I'm gonna shoot her. Right. Like I'm not just gonna spook her off. Right. Spook her. She was an older deer. Dude, and, and what's crazy? So I was like, oh, she's not that big of a doe. It was the biggest doe ever harvested off that property. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason she got shot was because you had to go to because I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so she would have walked because uh-uh. I was waiting. We had a buck in the area. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ah. Come on, you're about to go outside. So we had a buck in the area, and of course I'm waiting on the buck because, as, as you see on my shirt, it says you can't eat the antlers. Yeah, but you know, I can eat, I can eat the back straps off, the back straps out of it. So, and an eight of, uh, you know, a hundred and fifty pound buck has a lot more back strap than yeah, a- <laughs> yeah. So last uh. Oh. Last bow season, I was walking, and, um, dude, it was it was kind of funny. But it was a smaller doe, and, like, when I say smaller doe, probably just lost the spot. But oh, it was yeah. a legal doe to shoot. I just was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that, you know. So I'm walking. Dude, I'm not even joking with you, man. She was in front of me, probably about 15 yards, and all she did was just make a circle to my left. 15 yards. She's behind this little bush. Just, you know how, like, them old nanny does, they blow. When they blow, yeah. they're like, they're blowing at you. Well, this one was so young, it was like a little whisper. It was like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, 15 yards away. It, it was so young, it was just clueless as to what was going on. Um, but, yeah, so we used to have, speaking of nanny doe, we had one, no telling how old this old gal was. I think she finally just died of old age. <laughs> But, you know, like when a doe blows, you hear, yeah, this one would do, and you're like, what the hell is going on? What is, I wonder if she got out. Anyway, um, all right, we're going to stop this for a second, and then we'll come right back. Hang on. All right, sorry about that interlude. Uh. So we ha- we put the dogs outside, if y'all didn't hear during the podcast. And Wesson comes by the back door looking for my dog. So my dog got out. <laughs> so that's what that interlude was about. But, yeah, so bow season's right around the corner. Um, and one thing, so the federal government, of course, you know, with the bipartisan Safer Communities Act has defunded Hunter's Education 
And incidentally, na the nationally National Archery in School program because of the mass shootings. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's uh, a topic I don't yeah. really. I'm not a big fan of getting into, <laughs> but for the sake of yeah, I just wanted to touch on it a little bit. Yeah, look, contact your councilman. Tell them you don't want to do that because what is Hunter's education? It's all about safety. Yeah. Um. And look, it's the parents, these, these school shootings, I don't want to get on a pedestal. I don't want to get on it. But it's how your kids are raised these days. So. Yeah. What age do you teach them about safety? Yeah. Um, you know, like, what are you teaching them about, you when, know, because no, look, how, how, many, how many kids that's in the woods and outdoors, grown up around it their whole life, are involved in that? Yeah. Not a lot, if any. But you know, but what what also is that affecting? You know, I didn't grow up with uh, archery or hunting safety in my yeah. school, and I'm not saying that would have started my hunting career earlier. You know, I had a brother that was talking me into hunting at a younger age. I just never got into it. But you know, I I love archery. I love bow hunting. I love just shooting my bow. Period. And I mean, you're taking that away from a kid that, that might enjoy that just as much as anybody else, or even more. A kid that's going to shoot professionally one day. Yeah. For another kid that's making a bad choice, making a bad mistake. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, you know, if anything, you need to have it in more schools to teach kids more safety about it. You know. Yeah. I I, I don't agree with that at all. And, and I think I think that's the big thing. It's it's Hunter's Education is a phenomenal program. You know, I mean. It teaches you stuff that, you know, like it. Te yeah, it teaches you the rules of hunting, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I remember going through hunter's education, you know, in my later twenties, and the entire time it's about safety. Yeah, it's about hunter safety for yourself and for everyone else around you. Yeah, you know, you know, it teaches you the golden rules. I mean, I'm gonna pull my. I don't. I don't even know if I have my hunter's education card. It's all on mine's right in now. my wallet. It's all. Ate up. Uh, so from what I think I can read on the back of mine, this is the card. I mean, you can look at the card. It's been, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But it says, you know, it's the rules of gun safety. Um, always keep your muzzles pointed in a safer direction. Can't read the second one. Just safety in general. Yeah. Always treat a gun like a thing. Always know what's in front, behind. Your, your target. target. And yeah. plus your target, you know? Yeah. Um, keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to, you're ready to shoot. You know? And that's yeah. the thing, like... But that's that's a few golden rules, but the entire course yeah. is all... is The whole thing is based around safety of firearms yeah. and the safety of hunting in the woods. But the issue is, you know, you, you got... People that's not even in, I don't know, man. I feel like when you get a kid out in the outdoors, get a kid out in the woods, you know, show them what life has to enjoy outside of the Xbox. Yes. Uh, you know, you're, you're, any issue that might cause them to do one of these mass shootings or hurt anybody with a gun, I feel like that kills all of that out. And Yeah. And you, have, you have to have a place, you have to have a place or some to, some type of, event or something to get these kids minds off of whatever issues they're going through and archery for one is one of those things 
hunting, fishing. I mean, we're we're grown men here. Yeah. How many times do you go in the woods or go out on a boat and you come back recharged? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, for whatever life issues you're going through right now. So man, you're a grown adult. Yeah. Imagine a kid that might need that escape. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and now you're taking that away. So what, that's what's the crazy. I'm definitely uh, to say it in in less words, not a fan of. And we, I have a podcast that I did with uh, Sammy Lena, who's a regional director for Serviceide, and she's a mental health professional. And we talked about how being in the outdoors is good for your mental health. Yeah, um, and it's, it doesn't even just involve hunting or fishing. You could just be hiking or yeah. you know bird watching yeah. or just any any of that. Anything in the outdoors. Because, being one with with where we're from, I feel like. And is, like I said, look. If I'm sitting at home on the couch, my phone's glued to me. Yeah, oh yeah, that's everybody. You know, needs, and everybody. but I went to run traps back back of uh, or one of my trap lines, and my my girlfriend texted me. I set. I was in the middle of setting a trap or doing something. I might have been taking something out of the trap, um, and I set my phone on the front rack of my four wheel. Guess how well an iPhone rides on the front rack of a four-wheeler? <laughs> so I was like... You forget your phone. So I get back... So now I ran, the, yeah, I, ran, I ran the rest of my traps. I didn't even realize I didn't have it. Yeah. And so then... Your mind is taken away so into more productive things. I load my four-wheeler on my truck, and I was moving property, so I didn't strap the back tires. Which, by the way, if you ever strap, if you ever put a four wheel on it, strap like you would be going a hundred miles, even if you're going five. Just yeah. saying, I don't recommend what I do, but <laughs> I do what I do, and you're not. And I'm myself, stop it. Um, the dog, not y'all. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I get, I get it. I get in my truck and I go to, I go to reach in my pocket to check my phone because now reality is set in. Like, oh, yeah. I need to check my phone. Nowhere to be found. I had to drive all the way to right around that trap that I was at, and it was laying in the road. Oh Lord! So I don't I don't know how I didn't run it over. First of all, yeah, you know, and I mean, so but yeah. either way, just getting back to the that you shouldn't be banning things that's going to help kids. No, that's that's not what's causing these issues in society. If anything, that. You know, getting kids into the outdoors, hunting, fishing, uh, just archery, that helps kids. That doesn't, it doesn't hinder them. Taking it away is going to hinder them. Yes. Drastically. I wish, dude, we're down here in Sports of Paradise. I wish we had a fishing team, an archery team, things of that sort. You know? Yeah. And we don't. And that's, that's, you, Chase don't have a bass fishing team? No. High school? No. Because there, there is Louisiana, uh, the, there's Louisiana bass fishing, but you got like Brother Martin, Holy Cross, yeah, all of them cats got got uh, um, teams. And we, uh, my little cousin wanted to be on the one in Destrehan. Yeah, Destrehan and Hornville have them. Yeah, and they have them. They got the big city park event. You see a yeah. lot of school teams. The the now, only requirement for like the Louisiana high school bass tournaments is the boat you use has to have a built-in live well. Uh, Live well. Yeah. So, like, if your dad had a mud boat, 
you could use the mud boat if it had a built-in live right, right. It doesn't matter what you have, uh, which everybody I know with a live well and a smaller boat anyway doesn't use it as a live well. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra storage. Right. So, um, but, yeah, so, I mean. Just that, back on track, that's, a, that's definitely going to affect the future, not the future hunt necessarily, because that, that kind of stuff starts at home. But just getting, I, I feel like more or less the the archery side of it's going to yeah. suffer a lot, you know, because you got kids going to uh, college on that some places. Oh no, on scholarship on that, it, and out of that though, you got you got dudes going uh, pro uh, ski shooting and all that behind, yeah. behind that kind of stuff. So why take that out of schools? Yeah, you know, I mean, for you know, fifty, sixty years ago, kids had shotguns in their in their pickup trucks and nothing happened. Yeah, you know, so what? The, you know, the times have changed. We talked about the last podcast. You know, a lot of things uh, changing with the fishing limits and, and hunting restrictions. Another thing, uh, which it doesn't really matter. Four, four is enough. No, uh, four deer. That's all you get in Louisiana. Now. Oh, is it? It was not six, yeah. Oh, but, uh, two uh, does, two so, bucks, or three so does, one bucks. So is it split buck. up like... Um... So Mississippi... Which isn't bad. It's, that's four so deer. everybody's like, oh, Mississippi has a six deer limit. No, they don't. They don't have a six deer limit. They have a four deer limit, I think. Now, I may be wrong. When I hunted there, it yeah. was a four deer limit for rifle season. Yeah. You got two additional for bow. For archery. Yeah. Or primitive weapon, I think is what they called it. Right, right. Well, and then they just did a money grab in Louisiana, I mean, in Mississippi. And honestly, I don't mind. But because they were doing these, prim you could use a primitive cartridge. Well, a thirty-five whale is a primitive cartridge. Yeah, same thing, Louisiana. It's, but what I'm saying though is the ballistics on a thirty-five whale is the same. Oh, probably close to the three hundred blackout. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. So, but what they're saying is that you have these cartridges that are primitive. Yeah, that are it's, very it's, similar to right, it. right. So right. what they what they did was after so. Bow season, which is October 1st to November 15th, I believe. Yeah. I might be wrong on the dates there. Uh, I haven't looked at them in a while. But after that point, on private land was weapon of choice. So everybody I knew bought a bow license or an archery license or a primitive weapon license just because during the split, you can still hunt with your rifle. Yeah. You could hunt to the end of the season. Now, with your rifle, yeah. I bow hunted. So in October, I was up there bow hunting, you know. Right. But now, did I change back to bow when everybody else was shooting a rifle? No! <laughs> but Yeah, the rifle's definitely more advantageous. But like I said, I enjoy archery. That's what I love to yeah. do. I love to shoot my bow. I wanted you to bring your bow today so we could shoot when we got done. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, Issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right, well, these dogs are getting rowdy. They're getting wild. Um, we right over an hour of time for this podcast. It was a blast. Yeah, um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. We'll have you I'm back on for again. The next, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, uh, if we can get one going on a weekend day, um, yeah. I got a buddy of mine around the corner. He wants to jump on. Yeah, he does uh, Missouri, Kentucky, Iowa whitetail. So I'm sure they have you know some knowledge for you guys. That's if you want to go hunt those areas. It's like the you know, same as Louisiana. There's plenty of WMAs all over the country, and um, monster whitetail Iowa dude, monster. Yeah. 
Kentucky, Missouri, Monster Whitetail. Is it Kentucky though? They have a draw for their tags, huh? No, no. Now, is it one one of the states out that Iowa. way? Iowa. That might Iowa. be it. Yeah. Um, they are strict, dude. They my strict. my dad uh, put in for one of the draws because they do a, they do a bow hunt trip every year. Okay. Yeah. Into they go, normally go to Missouri, but they put into Illinois. But yeah, we'll Iowa, have we'll try to get him on one of the next ones. And yep. uh, shed some light on that, some out-of-state stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, as always, we're going to wrap this up. Um, we're always looking for guests. If you or somebody you know you think would be a great guest, get with us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, all your major social medias. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast um, at the B-Side Outdoors. Um, I'll leave a link tree in the show notes below. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with your en- enemies. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so make sure you thank a veteran, thank a first responder, and I hope to catch you on the B side of the outdoors. <laughs>